Right here on the 55-1 podcast, I'm Wes, and I've got Rodrigo in here with me. Uh, Eric is going somewhere in the morning, so he ditched out. Alex is doing trivia night tonight. Come Wait, on, like he does trivia night? Like I, he apparently. He's in a bar and he like hosts a trivia show? Yeah, or he's just watching Jeopardy. I don't know. but uh, So it's just you and me, and it's uh, mailbag night. Woo-hoo! So. uh we are powered tonight by uh, I made caipirinhas with ginger, and Eric is not here to 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 judge me or or enjoy. we can judge him though. Yeah, we can always yeah. judge him. But hello, listeners, we are here to talk to you about soccer, um, and uh, you know, so just like pull your car to the side of the road, make yourself a caipirinha, and uh, let's get started. Let's do it. All right, on the 55-1 podcast, I didn't even do like the preview thing, mostly because it's mailbag night. We are going to talk a little bit about MLS, but Minnesota United did not play this past weekend. Uh, what did you do with your life? I'm sure that you, uh, how did you fill your, your space here? I, I, I watched Bundesliga, I watched EPL, I coached, and I watched the MLS and then uh, I read a bunch of stories to my kids, and I don't know. Well, no, and then yeah, no, we uh, my wife celebrated her birthday. So. Oh yeah, yeah, you went out to uh... Boca Chica. We went to Boca Chica. Okay, I haven't been to Boca Chica, Boca Chica um, since it was the last restaurant El Patio there. And oh um, really? Because because right because so it was like so it's been eight like over fifty ago. years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like but there's still like the the. Um, Mural in there, right? Has the mural yeah, changed? Yeah, yeah, the mural's still there. Yeah. So, they had to, uh, what is it, retouch it about okay. maybe 10, 15 years ago, but okay. it's still there. So I just remember the, the the first time I was in there, so it was probably 8 to 10 years ago. And uh, I'm I'm having a happy hour with a friend, and I'm looking at it. It's like this great, huge mural. And so people who've never been there, it's, it's a very big wall. I'm scanning along... And then I like over on the left hand side of it as it goes through the history of I don't know if the, if it's telling the history of Mexico or it's more, mostly Mexico and Mexico's independence yeah and moral of the story is on the left of it there is just these these blonde blue eyed conquistadors getting their heads trampled <laughs> and it's like oh I gotta really tip make sure I <laughs> it's just like great it was like. Like no, a, it, it, it it's it's a great place. I I we've been going there since our early college days prior to kids. Uh the, it's a family owned business. A lot of my friends worked there as college, so we ended up spending a lot of time there and so and Pepe is, is is a great it's a great host, so he, he runs the place mostly and he's always been great, so it's always good to stop out. Plus it's great food, so yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not more than willing to go to other places, but whenever I get a chance to, you know, I I like to go to Boca. So, um, best soccer you watched this weekend? Best soccer <laughs> I watched this weekend. Um, um, Bayern Munich win its sixth title. Yeah. With like six games to go and like a difference of twenty something points. I mean, yeah. I think they picked up uh, Hamas's uh, contract. So I don't know. I mean, Did they I sign him on on a full? I, I think so. Yeah, because yeah. they said they picked up, they exercised the the right to pick up his contract. So I'm assuming no. that's what that means. But that's uh, that's pretty interesting. But we should start our Fernando Torres rumors to. Uh, to yeah, he's going to be leaving at Atleti. Um, yeah, uh, I, th- I think we should start the Fernando Torres rumors to M- MNUFC. I think that would be valid. Uh, he probably. I mean, he could come to MLS. I think the likely places are places like. Uh, NYCFC, you know, but we can dream. I doubt he's coming to Minnesota, but um, let's talk about MLS because uh, the first game we should talk about is the one that probably is the most, uh, uh, the the closest to to Minnesota United. Um, Portland in Orlando. This is the fifth game of their kind of away start to the season. They they had all five of their first games 
uh, away. And then this weekend when Minnesota visits, it's their home opener. So they're at, uh, at Orlando and they are cruising to nothing in the first half. Um, I, this is a game I, I watched like two thirds of it. And so I, I, again, like usual, it's like two nil up. So I like go and I'm, uh, I'm always like trying to put the kids down for nap. I, yeah. It nap seems to be whenever it's two yeah. nothing. And I'm always confident. And then I come down and see it's changed. And basically in the second half, I mean, what I watched from the game, Orlando was dire. It was, I mean, it was just like. Dom Dwyer? What? Yeah, Dom Dom Dyer. Uh, and then and then finally, like some, like basically they just decided like, oh, we could actually play soccer today. And um, it, within the last 10 minutes or so, I think it was three goals in eight minutes. Um, the, the second goal, um, was a, a penalty basically one off the human used tissue of a man, Dom Dwyer, who <laughs> like literally just ran into Alvis Powell yeah. and then fell over. Right. That was, that was a shoulder to shoulder contest. Yeah. It was shoulder to shoulder, but he like initiated right. the shoulder to shoulder. So he just mm-hmm. like runs in and then like, you know, uh, basically snot and tissue just like come to the ground and he falls like down into a sopping puddle of his own tears. Um, and then, you know, so penalty. I missed out and the, the purple or blue haze that was yeah, around the goal, right? Exactly. And then and then the, the game winner, Dom Dwyer gets the game winner and it's 3-2. Um, I hate Orlando. I, <laughs> I mostly hate Portland, but I hate Orlando. Um, More than Atlanta? Should oh, we rank I, these? Uh, well, I think I think. Hmm. Let's rank. Here's these. here's the difference. Here's the difference. Um, Atlanta has some really stupid fans. Orlando has a lot of really stupid fans. Atlanta plays good soccer. Has some good players who I admire. Orlando has Will Johnson, domestic abuser, uh, Dom Dwyer. Uh, you know, I've Mr. Glass. Um, uh, I like Sasha Klesch and, and his stupid mustache, but like, you know, they, they've got two garbage people. Uh, so I kind of hate Orlando more, but I also forget Orlando exists most of the time. So I hate o- Atlanta the most. Um, so we've ranked them. So yeah, there we go. Atlanta, then Orlando, then Orlando, then the Portland Timbers. I think you think, I mean, my problem, my problem is, and I discovered this, that the, um, some of the teams with whom we should be rivals, the mm-hmm. people I know from the clubs, like their fans, right. are really, they're not just like, they're fun and funny and good, like self-deprecating. Uh-huh. So I know Portland and and Kansas City fans like that. So it makes me hate the team less. But Atlanta, I have, I have no problem. My, my friend works for Atlanta United. I don't care. He and I, he knows <laughs> I want them to die. Uh, so... I don't know. Do you have any? Do you have any actual hatred that, that you um, have to, to? Let's see. I I I can't t- I can't hate the Chicago Fire just because I don't know. It's just something I think it's related to my wife's side of the family from Chicago, which, by the way, my wife's my wife and my oldest daughters disagree with my view on the last podcast. About oh yeah, they they but they they agreed with me, right? Yeah, they agreed with you, right? Apparently, yeah. apparently, I was wrong, which. Um, which I mean, they were. I don't the really game, so. remember us disagreeing that much about well, that game. No, but. I think I just. We, I think they disagree. I think they disagree with me of the fact that. Did they that, tweet at Calvo with, no, with this opinion? They Calvo. should have done that. I don't. I don't. I, we, well, they don't have Twitter accounts. So they I would be able. To I would love that. to maybe, see. Maybe maybe they'll Calvo maybe they'll go after it. Giselle or go after one of your kids. <laughs> She's gonna put up her sign and say, "I score more goals than Calvo" or yeah, something yeah, like that yeah. this season. Uh, no, but it was an interesting conversation at home uh, afterwards. But um, I, I, you know, Chicago is, is a good team. I don't really hate them. I probably want to say uh, Atlanta for sure. Um, then more than likely uh, the Galaxy. Okay, fair enough. Yep. And then they do have the Dos Santos brothers, which is which which this weekend didn't do much. <laughs> no. Yeah. We can talk about that later. But no, LAFC uh, is. It's not someone I hate, but you know I'm not really too worried about LAFC. But um, I, I guess maybe Portland. I don't know, maybe my, my okay. least least top two for sure is Atlanta. And- I love beating Portland, so I, it's not like as much of a hate as much of a that's a friendly like oh Rivalry my gosh. Kind of thing. I like yeah. I have like my list of people I'm ready to just like tweet. Just, oh my god, just text them. I hate you. 
so let's go meet up for beers, but I still hate yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so Portland go into their home opener now with only two points from those first five games. And I'm like curious, if they had won this game in Orlando, would that be better for Minnesota? Because it seems like we're coming into, into this game where uh, it's first home opener. Home opener already big is a big yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Port- Portland is also very good at home. Um, and so is this like an easy thing for them to turn around their season with? Or is there more pressure now on them? And so they might be nervous at home. I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe I think I think when you haven't been productive on the road, you look forward to coming home just because of that atmosphere that you'll have at home. But at the same time, I, you know, they haven't produced what they should be producing. And I think that's that's the, um, you know, I mean, the pressure is always on the home team, right? You're supposed to defend home turf. You're supposed to be good at home. You know, you're. And United comes in at a chance, but, you know, they have a bye week where hopefully a lot of them are rested. Uh, so uh, hopefully we'll hear Jerry will start. Uh, hopefully they're all fit, yeah. Yeah, hopefully they're all fit. Hopefully everybody else is. Um, I'm not too sure if Christian will get any playing time since he's a new dad, so congratulations to Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 the, and the family, so... Um, so don't know how much, how much, if any. I, I mean, actually, it's a perfect time for Christian to have yeah, no, a baby. Yeah, no, couldn't, right? couldn't, couldn't, have, couldn't have planned it better, right? Excellent work, Christian. Excellent work. Excellent uh, work. So. Yeah, so. Uh, but then it then opens up the opportunity for like Dunlady and yeah. Toye, and then who knows uh, uh, how much uh, the scientists of the North will get a chance to play. Yeah, and, yeah. And who, 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 who they take out for him or who they replace with? Charles Darwin, Chucky D, as I call him. Uh, I, I think um, it absolutely makes sense to start Dunlady in this game, uh, playing. You know, it's a smaller field, so playing on the counter is not quite. A, a, it's as easy, but um, the three games we won on the road last year, uh, Dunlady either started or starred. You know, he started two of them, and um, and he was, was super sub for the Vancouver one, right? No, it was because it was uh, Chicago, Montreal, Montreal Atlanta. Montreal, yeah, yeah, yeah Montreal, so yeah. Montreal, he didn't start, and so I, I mean, I, I get that. Um, I, I still am kind of like confused, but I don't think. The counterattacking is fully fully works for us, but I, I I get that idea of of starting Dunlady, and you know I I also think that Christian, you know guys like Christian who there it's their bread and butter to score. You you need to you do need to send messages and be like, look, if you're not scoring, you're you you can start scoring from the bench and things like that. Um, which is but, what he started last year as. Yeah, right? yeah, and that and I think like that kind of stuff. And it was, was it, it was against Portland, wasn't it? Yeah, yep. So yeah, there so you go. Just wait until Portland every year to uh, to to start coming into the game to into the season. Um, both for Portland, both Liam Ridgewell, their captain, and Fernando Adi both seem to be in exile. Uh, Ridgewell is not in the eighteen at all. Um, Fernando Adi uh, was in the eighteen, but didn't come in uh, bizarrely uh, when they were up. Uh, both those guys should be a big part of their team. Um, and so, especially Adi. Um, Ridgewell, I think, is a overrated aging uh, center back. But, one, in fact, one of my Portland friends tried to come at me with a Vadim Demidov joke, and I was like, oh, really? well, you okay. should know something about uh, benched, uh, aging, crappy center backs with, uh, with Ridgewell there. Um, anyway, so... Portland this weekend. Do you have any? Do you have a prediction? Or do you have good? What's what's the the feeling in your bones? Um, I think a three two victory is what I'm looking at. All right. I think um, <coughs> depending on uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we're gonna play with uh, depending on how many forwards you play up top. I mean, I don't know if we play. We've been playing two usually, right? I, I, yeah, I just and I, I, I kind of want to. I kind of want to try one and just plug that midfield to be able to stop any kind of like counterattack or anything and then the wings have more time to go up and come back once you have that but I'm at you know I'm, I'm thinking already season mode for me as coaching that one yeah. situation that I want to go in but you, no you, I think that might be I don't know I mean who knows who knows but I think if you start with Dunlady up top and um, and see what else you can get um, I think Quintero can start um, yeah the, the, the only real questions are 
will Tison be fit and start at the left? Right. And then it, has Quintero showed enough that you feel like you have to start him now? Is he ready? Um, he should be fit. Uh, so I, I do agree that like starting Ibarra there can really frustrate that that home team, right? I mean, you know what Ibarra is going to do in that role. Uh, and if you get the Portland fans on top of their team, right? If you stymie them for a bit, that I think could help. Uh, with Tenladi, but no, I, th- I think it, I think it's an option. I also think it's an option to start someone who they have never seen to play, and true. then bring in your super sub. Yeah, which which Miguel well, has been. Miguel, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's true. You're right. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think any of those could make sense, and I wouldn't really. So then really we are in agreement now. that Darwin would start instead of instead of instead of uh, Miguel. Oh, or do you want to? You want to? You want to? I think on the route of Schuler, maybe. I don't know. No, I think either. I think either Darwin or or Ibarra could make sense. If if Darwin really shows you something, then you start him. Sure, but I I, I don't. If I see either of those, I, I won't. I won't be upset. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we'll see what happens because I've been hearing a lot of rumors about uh more now of Alexi Gomez and what he's signing for and how how the United are looking through um. Just like uh, I don't know, is it like they're investigating his, they're checking in with other clubs about his attitude, yeah, his yeah. Demeanor. So we'll we'll see if that. I mean, I've heard you know the transfer fees and the amounts of three hundred thousand dollars. If that's true, that's more than Quintero, I believe, right? Is that? Yeah, I mean, but they bring him in on a loan. Yep. Mm-hmm. With and to me, that that's that's cheap. Yeah, like bring him in on a loan. If it doesn't work out, then it doesn't. I mean, same thing with Jose Leton or Jose Jose Leton. Um, they took it took a chance on him didn't work out like these loan deals i think they absolutely should be doing those yeah um, so i i mean we'll see we'll yeah. see you know from the peruvian news that i've been reading is it seems like it's a done deal uh but i think it uh the united are doing a due diligence and see how this can affect them in a sense yeah. as, of uh, chemistry within the team that they they built so we'll see i mean um, another left back that's fast and speedy is never a bad thing. So we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll have to start a supporter. You think he and, will be a left back? I, I don't. I mean, we don't know. We haven't gotten any juice news that uh, Jerry has been at practice. Have you? Uh, well, they they were off all weekend. Yeah, so and, and like, most they haven't of us done week. anything. So, but, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. Well, I, I guess we'll see in the next couple of days if they what that's going to be like. It definitely would not make sense if they were bringing him in to play as a left winger. But but it doesn't make sense. He plays better of a winger. But hey, I mean, at this point, do you prefer Birch out there or or? Yeah yeah yeah. No, I'm with you. Uh, Atlanta five, LAFC zero. Speaking of uh, the team that we hate, um, this is such a weird game. Chris McCann was sent off in the like thirtieth second. Uh, then VAR uh, rescinded it. I don't understand why they rescinded it because. Doing VAR requires a clear and obvious error, and this was not... I mean, it was a judgment call that you could say, yeah, that was maybe a yellow, not a red, but it's not a clear and obvious error. That's VAR is a joke to me. Um, but then goes on. LAFC hit the crossbar like three times in this game. Uh, Atlanta just absolutely pun- pummeled them. 5-0 was not the correct scoreline. Uh, in, in terms of fair, but that was yeah. That but should have Atlanta been like a seven something. Uh, well, I that mean, first goal, that first goal. I mean, I just meant defense, that Atlanta defense. or LAFC played better than five nothing. Yeah, well, I think but, so. But at the same time, I think Atlanta had more opportunities to score again. Like that first yeah. goal, that was like a totally like it was a bad defensive play. Like everyone just went to the ball on the left hand side, yeah. left somebody wide open and just had to tap it in. I yeah, mean yeah. that's the type of thing that, that Julian coaches Russell, yeah. That, that that coaches just have heart attacks and headaches and nightmares yeah. about having everybody not not stay in their position and their zone to to You had both up. center backs out of position. Yeah. yeah. LAFC were uh, are, are are bad defensively, but they're you know, again they're an expansion team, but now they've given up uh what nine straight goals in the last two two games? Nine unanswered goals, um, yeah, which is pretty amazing. And uh, you know, I kind of uh, absently wondered on on online whether you know what if what if they went on the same type of run that Minnesota United started their season with, but LAFC started with two wins, 
you know, bit lucky wins, but um, does how much of the narrative has changed? And yeah, I mean, it's still a young team. We'll figure out what they what they're trying to to win and see what happens in the next couple of games. But I mean, the defense does not look at yeah. all well, you know, confident at all. Especially after a game like that, yeah. who knows what but nobody does to them? But credit to Atlanta's defense. Who I mean, I swear to God, like this team. Of all the like defenses are bad this year in MLS, and somehow Atlanta, who you know they started a guy who had never played minutes for them, Miles Robinson, Chris McCann, who is essentially like he's a sentient human being, I believe, but that's <laughs> bare like that's the bar that he gets in under in over, and uh, and then Michael Parker, who's who is a very good center back, um, he was one of those guys who. When Atlanta signed him, I thought that's the kind of guy we should be signing to build our team around. Yeah, but, no, and it, credit to them compared to last year. I mean, their defense was their their, their weak point, and this year it seems to be shaping up to weird. To, yeah. to a good to to a good uh, defensive defensive line. So I mean, credit yeah. to them. Now they just need to be able to put it together and and see how far they can go. So. Yeah, um, LA Galaxy zero, uh, Sporting Kansas City two. Um, Man, I, my, that game was the. I I only watched the first half, and uh, um, my wife and I were watching it, and uh, it was just, just like, you know what? The, we're gonna go just do something else because this is pretty. <laughs> I you know we haven't we. I think it was one, like the second game she and I had watched together this season, and I was like, I don't I don't want her to think all all of this is all of this is this bad. Uh, and then apparently it came to life, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because Johnny Russell had that goal. Yes, that was oh. such a wonderful goal. Split both defenders outside the box and just spread them through, and then just kick that ball and get get bounced it off the goal just enough to be able to go in. I mean, that's that. If that doesn't get goal a week, I don't know what does. Yeah, just, Darby County's finest. Yeah, I think I think overall, I mean, um, I, SK SKC is, is built to, to possess the ball. And I think and to turn it over. Yeah, as well, well yeah. yeah, but they but that that last, you know, twenty twenty five minutes in which it, the galaxy were pressing and were trying to get the ball, it was it was it was just watching them just contain the ball and just be like, hey, pass it here, triangle here, triangle there. It's kind of funny since they lost Benny Failhaber, who was the biggest part of them trying to possess the ball last yeah. year. I haven't watched them too much this year, so I, I, so I guess I can't. So it's been speak it's been interesting. It, I mean, it was an interesting game. I mean, I mean. Um, Kansas City scored the, both of the goals, I think, within ten minutes, and so, and, it, and this is this is a galaxy that had uh, uh, Dos Santos in it, and one of the brothers was in it, and uh, I think when Zlatan came in, it it you know it just, I think it just fizzled out. I think everybody was just burnt out at that point. They weren't they weren't the last probably eight nine minutes. They weren't even pushing the ball as fast yeah. as they should be doing, and. Granted, the 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 goalie for um for Kansas City had like I believe eight nine saves, and they were all like you know the shots were there. I mean there were some really really nice saves that he had. So um, hats off to them. That's that's going to be a team that that's going to be a team that we we're going to have to figure out how to get around that. Yeah, Kansas City right now are the only team in the West who look like they're actually being aggressive. Everyone else looks the same, mediocre. They all have big flaws. Unlike the East, where there's Several, uh, three or four great teams. There's no one great in the West right now. Maybe it's Kansas City, but they still are playing a guy like Quase, who is not very good as yeah, their DP. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, which actually, you know, it's encouraging this year because Minnesota could, you know, if Minnesota is like just decent, they could get a playoff spot, which, which would kind of maybe belie how good they are, like maybe powder over some of their, uh, their flaws, but you know, right now they're still in a playoff spot, quote unquote. Right, five games in, they have one point two points per game. Last year, one point three five points per game was playoff position. So basically, they just need to keep on making some sort of progress on these. They've got Portland and Seattle the next few games, both away, so both difficult games. But uh, Portland and Seattle are the two crappiest teams in the West right now. The two the two teams that are currently on smoldering continental tire fires. Uh, uh, if they could get 
four points from that, I think it would be unreal. But even if they could get one a win from that, um, but in in MLS, it's a matter of if you get a point on the road, you just get it done at home. So um, beyond that, they've got at home then Houston Dynamo, Vancouver, and then away to LAFC, which they'll probably lose, right? But maybe after this weekend, who maybe I don't feel that way. And then at home to San Jose. Um, any of those stand out to you? You know, you've got Portland, Seattle, but the, any of the others that, that stand out to you of like, this, um, this, is, this is ripe for the picking? Or? I think Vancouver should be an interesting game. They're, they're built on a counter. And plus it has, you know. Built on the booted up to Kaikamara, <laughs> yeah. So it's just it's just it's just, you know I, I think I think they're I don't know I, I've enjoyed watching them play. I, I think I think their counter um, strategy is working, you know. But at the same time, you know they haven't been doing it too well. So um, I I always like uh, um, watching the games that we play new expansion teams. So LAFC would be a fun game to to go to. Plus, I'm pretty sure there would be a lot of people going out to see uh, Vela. Yeah, and that'll so, be at the new their new stadium too. Mm, so. Yeah, so it would be that that's that's always a draw. And then I think, um, oh jeez, um, I don't know. I, I I think we have a like at least in the next two games we have we have we have a chance at least taking two points away. And that would be huge. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back and then it's mailbag time. did watch a lot of uh, kids cartoons this weekend because iris was a bit sick so we watched what did you watch we watched llama llama which is just pure parent propaganda about like i mean just everything is nice and people love each it's just like what what is this garbage uh they i mean they still love paw patrol um paw patrol. uh and then are they done uh, with octonauts yeah they haven't we haven't done octonauts in a while and then there's this one uh there's one that was mechanical a- animals, or it was like really garbage. Um, Until then, they get to dinosaurs, and then you can watch dino trucks. Yeah, it's actually a decent show. And then uh, there's another one I, I forget, but <coughs> it was oh, it was, a, it was like a Top Wing or something like that. It was birds that uh, go on adventures. But wow, really? Oh, over the weekend, before the weekend. Uh, I watched. There was an article by on SB Nation or something about how Sarah and Duck was the greatest kids TV show because it has like no stupid adventure plots, no stupid songs that will co- get caught in your head, and um, etc. And I was like, I'm going to prove this wrong. And I watched it, and I was like, This is pretty awesome. This is uh. What we started watching at home was the uh, relaunch or remix or. Whatever you want to call it, of Captain uh, oh. Tsubasa, uh, which is um, a Japanese anime based. Uh, it's all based around soccer. Oh, really? Yeah, that's all it is. It's like so. There's this one kid whose name is uh, who's Captain Tsubasa, but I I grew up watching it in, in Peru in Spanish. So in, in Spanish, his name is Oliver Atom, and so it's about. It's about, you know, playing these games. It's all about soccer. It's playing teams against teams. And there's certain characters in each team that they play that, you know, have, like, you know, magic realistic powers, you know. Like, for example, like, when they kick the ball, like, the ball, like, deflates or turns into four different balls. <laughs> it is one of these things that you're like, what? And then at the same time, you're intrigued because it's it's soccer. So, okay. like, I introduced that to my kid, my oldest, and I didn't know they had to relaunch the, uh, the series. And so we watched the first episode, and she was like, this is intriguing we must watch more and so we're waiting we're looking forward to the next episodes to come out on youtube and stuff like that and figuring out how that might work but besides that i mean no nah, just been haven't really watched too much tv in that aspect of it but we're oh, focusing you're, more you're on soccer so. sick toddlers all right i'm keeping the uh, off off mic uh cartoon talk and we're back on the 55 one podcast it's uh, question time. So we've got a ton of these, uh, and you haven't seen any of them. So Spencer Hansen, does Minnesota United have a data analyst on staff or plan to hire one? Uh, it's a great question. Um, I talked to Amos McGee. Uh, I've talked a little bit on the podcast about that. Amos and Bruce McGuire and I t- spoke to a University of Minnesota class um, 
last fall. And it was interesting. Someone asked Amos about this. And so they, the answer he gave was really, it basically, it, it has the same feel that you'll hear a lot for, for people around the club, where it's basically like, we might in some, we, we, cause they use analytics and stats and these things in some ways, but they don't have, they're not like Atlanta who, um, their stats person travels with them all the time. And like just talking, hearing about it from my friend who works for the team, I was just like, Oh my God, that makes me so jealous. Like the type of things where it's just like, Oh yeah. You know, Francisco Calvo, uh, on set pieces, this is what he does. He, you know, often you hear right. the three, and it's just what like, was that baseball movie that was based on that? Was it, oh, it was, Moneyball? Yeah, yeah, Moneyball, yeah. yeah. And and so Minnesota United doesn't have like a comprehensive uh, way of doing that, or even using it to uh, find you know do scouting, but they do use it in some ways. Uh, they just, but. But there isn't someone unstaffed. Then. No, it's not been no, confirmed there's someone yeah. unstaffed that does There definitely that. is not. And, and I there don't... should be. There should yeah. be. Oh, I agree. Um, Numbers are good. Nate in St. Paul says, best U of M area pre-match food for TCF Bank Stadium. Um, what was the place that Eric Silverbrenneman would have brought up? There was a place that that he responded to this. Well, Nate, you asked this question, and he, he replied to you on... On Twitter, he whatever he would have said. Afrodeli's good. Um, Stubborn Herbs has been around for a long time, so I mean, it's just packed. Yeah, it's always packed. So there's um, let's see, Afrodeli's good. I'm not too big fan of Surly's food, so I don't. I, don't I, I tend to, I tend to, um, and Surly's always packed. I tend to just eat on my way. There yeah. or like before. There's I go, also the, there's so. also the um, what is it the there's a um, what's it called the Chi- is it there's a Chinese buffet right behind the stadium. Oh, uh, um, tea house. No, 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 oh, right oh. next to it. Oh, around the other block over by uh, is it Laurel right next? Is it in that area prior to that? I forget what it's called, but that's that's decent. Plus, um, certain days they give allow free parking if you have. Oh. So that and they were because I talked to the owner one time and he's like, Well, if soccer picks up, that's something that we might be able to extend to them. So hopefully they have. Um, I don't know. I mean, you can go to the egg and I, that's not that far. Yeah. Um, you, I mean, if you're going that way, you might as well just go. Uh, what is that? Foxy, uh, the Foxy Falafels, Falafel. Yeah, yeah. it's right off Raymond. I mean, there's there's different options out there. I mean, um, Steve Nelson says, why is it seemingly impossible to watch Serie A in the U.S.? Uh, I think there was a game this weekend that he tagged on this. Uh, and basically it's because uh, Serie A, even amongst themselves, are, are really bad at um, doing what the English were so great at, which is bundling together and just creating a TV saying, we want to make a crap load of money. And the Serie A has been terrible about making money for itself uh and and packaging itself and working with uh tv providers la liga has been a bit better bundesliga a little bit better um but we're just we're like spoiled by the fact that the english know how to make money well they've created that system pretty well so yeah yeah 30 years ago i remember when we first moved to you in 88 i think the first soccer i ever watched was a bundesliga on fx on fox so like it was every sunday so it was out there. I just it's been interesting watching the development since then. What what is now now the options and the sports package and the channels yeah. and the beans and um, the Univision uh, mass that carry a lot of the MLS games and a lot of other games that are around. So um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, great. we're yeah, we are really spoiled by the fact that you can watch any English Premier League game or you can watch the cha- English Championship. It's so. So easy, you can do it from your house. Right. Uh, that's, I mean, that's a new like four-year-old thing. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Or you can watch the uh, the women's Copa America Cup. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're gonna uh, that's going on, on Facebook, right now. So yeah, they stream all their games on Facebook, and you can watch all of them. So it's, how's Peru doing? Um, not good, but okay. It's, uh, Jake Hemish says uh, one to ten odds that Heath is coach after this year. One, he's a goner. Ten, he's here to stay. Do you have any? Not what you hope, but what you imagine. 
what I imagine. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh I'm gonna say six. Six, you think it's more likely. Yeah. Uh I have I don't, a, I don't think he's gone this I year. have a sneaking suspicion that this year won't be bad enough to justify canning him. It won't be good enough to feel confident. What is his contract for? Three or four years? Three something, yeah, probably. So um, then we're in year two. So yeah, yeah. but I mean, the contracts don't mean anything. Inside, well, I mean, right? I mean, if he has a really okay year, then he'll just play out the rest of his contract, I think. If not, yeah, he'll hire someone I mean, else to go to. At the same time, you only get one chance to open your new stadium. You need to make you need to make sure that it's a killer year, and you, you know, and you don't feel Heath can do that. No. Okay, at least fair enough. Um, but I, but I think I now I'm thinking with you six. I think that we're going to be just fine enough this year that that um, you won't have an ex- a good excuse to to can him. Uh, Temple of Loon says, um, any opinions on VAR? V A R so far. <laughs> I'll let you um, take this one. I, I just I think it's I think it's garbage. I think it's it's there to do something that it, it's being used however people want. Uh, it's basically being used to be like, well, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, and the, the Dwyer is, penalty kick was a VAR, right? I uh, know they did not use it there. They didn't use it. Okay, and and uh, and so yeah, it's it's just it it has this amorphous thing that is here. just there to just try to get everything right, and that shouldn't be what soccer is all about. I I think that um, that's bad. I think that if you have like things like a retroactive red card or something like that, like you someone missed an elbow to the face or something like that. Give it retroactively. They'll miss a couple games. Uh, you know, just like after the game. Yeah, yeah. The the next, you know, you look at it that week like we've been doing. So like suspensions <coughs> dis- after games. Yeah, with the dis- disciplinary committee. That, no, that no, I think that's fair. And and you know, I've seen I've been pissed when I see bad penalties or not given penalties, but um you just debate that, and now you debate whether VAR happened. It, it just gives you something new debate, debate, and it doesn't make the game any better. It makes it worse. So well, so far I don't think they've they've gotten most of their calls right. So yeah, but again, you can debate each. Other. So yeah, I don't know. Dane Bernardo says, "Did we ever get any more information about the Heath versus Jerry feud from last season's finale, uh, or Jerry's weird voguing goal celebration?" Uh, if I remember correctly, I think Greeter or Meg Ryan wrote about the Vogue celebration. I had forgotten about this. Yeah, me too. Jerry versus Heath. Um, it doesn't seem to exist anymore. Uh, I mean, Jerry's <laughs> playing. No one seems to be. Yeah, I, well, Jerry's not playing at the current moment. But yeah, I. I, I mean, it hasn't I, been an issue. At least hasn't been. Yeah, I. I think that stuff happens. Like, I'm sure there's plenty of. Uh, players who are mad or, or resent Heath, but that's the case of most teams. You know, no one's no one's ever. No I mean, one's you're not ever supposed to like your boss all time. So yeah. yeah. Uh, left Shark with the good hair says, "Beyond Tison, what are Minnesota United solutions at left back?" You know, we talked about this a little bit with Alexi Gomez. What if he doesn't come through? Uh, Miller, right? Yeah, yeah. He's too you expensive want, right you now. You want Eric Miller? Um, uh. I think that Mark Birch is still going to be the option there. Um, th- there's another question here about moving the potential of moving Calvo to left back. Um, I, I I just think that you like Birch is a problem. You can find ways to protect that. Uh, if you move Calvo away from center back, you don't have any ball playing center backs. Right, you um, just have people who just clear the ball. Yeah, you've got kind of good marking guys mm-hmm. and good. I, I just I think that you need Calvo in there um, to really clean up some of the messes uh, behind Ibsen. You know, Ish was sp- spotted in practices a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, I I would be. I don't surprised know what that was about. Ish, I don't know what that I, I was think about. That's, I think that's more just a, a guy coming back and, and just training with his local team. Um, <coughs> Coincidentally, I, I, right when we need a left back, so yeah, I. Really doubt that he would be signed. Um, I'm just trying to start rumors. That's all. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that Birch is probably still the the best option there, uh, as much as people. Uh, as much as Gomez is, is is attractive to some people, I'm I'm just still stuck on the revolving door of teams he's been through. So yeah, 
And more than anything, this loan helps out Universitario de Deportes because they're like really low on cash. Yeah. And so they're more than willing to loan anybody who's willing to go yeah. and get him. So so if we do, I mean, but it could the be good another... thing about Alexi Gomez comes is that he'll come play pickup with you before the game. Apparently, yeah. Uh, Jake Hamish says, how do lower level teams have awesome jerseys and most MLS teams seem meh? Uh, I mean, this is directly from Adidas holding all of them. Uh, you know, you, uh, MLS teams are only allowed to have, a, you know, one of their two kits uh, is new each season. Uh, so there's just, um, yeah, there's the, it's the bad monopoly that, that Adidas has over, over that, or just like the contract, you know, it's not a monopoly. But um, yeah, and, and there's not a lot of like, there's a lot more... Um, fingers in the pie with MLS, you know, with the league kind of looking, uh, looking at how things are to make it kind of somewhat uniform. Um, I, I do think that for Minnesota, we're still, we still have not seen the kind of creative stuff like Colorado Rapids have that great yellow and blue right. mm-hmm. away kit. I think that next year, the redo of the away kit will probably be cool. Someone, someone told me that it's going to be more out of the box. Like, uh, uh, um, more creative, so um, cool. I mean, but yeah, they're bad. Most most MLS jerseys are bad. Most of them are. They all have their really generic black strip, and they all have their really generic white strip. And... Well, they have one solid color with a bunch of different other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this is from uh, a guy named um, Rodrigo who says, "If you were LA Galaxy fan, would you be more frustrated from their game against SKC than the Loons versus Atlanta?" Um, I mean, that was that was a question sporting, directly to you. Yeah, yeah. Sporting, um, had t- Tim Melia had ten saves that night. Yeah. So there's some with, with something like that, you just go. I mean, like uh, Ashley Cole's amazing shot on goal. Yeah. Oh God, that was pretty. Um, and then Zlatan some, had a bunch of power yeah. balls with the curve on them. Look, spin. there are games that are really frustrating and. You you have if you're an LA Galaxy fan, you have to be really frustrated, but also go like, look, they stood on their head. Uh, that that isn't the case. Uh, I mean, I did praise Atlanta last week because I do think they defended well, but you know that that wasn't standing on the, on their head. I'd, I so I'd be more frustrated if you're uh, Minnesota. Uh, Zach Kaler says players as local craft beers. So Minnesota players as local craft beers. We didn't really prep for this, but. Um, uh, the 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 key ones would be, uh, um, so since there's a million IPAs, who who are the who are the hoppy, uh, you know, players on the team? Who, hoppy. Yeah. Hmm. Or who is Francisco Calvo? What is what is a Calvo? What's the Calvo taste or the Ibsen taste or the? Well, Ibsen would have to be like a. Like like something you know with a little bit of pizzazz in it, so like maybe like uh, Surly was it a Furious? I mean, I'm yeah. not a big fan of Surly beer, so Surly but, Furious is. But also I remember their, that having having yep. to have some sort of kick into it. Furious so, yeah. is their is their flagship too, yeah. so yeah, that would work. I would say um, Rasmus Schuler is just a that North- has to be like a like a like stout maybe. I'm thinking Schuler, no, he's a Norseman vodka. Is it really? Yeah, I'll just just. That, either that or uh, that's not a beer though, so we need to do we need to do beers. Yeah, so. I, I don't I don't play by the rules. <laughs> um, no, this is a good question. Uh, I, I saw that uh, that Tison was at Surly this past weekend, but he was drinking soda. So uh, <laughs> I mean, most of these guys most of these guys don't drink beer. Um, they're, they're they're athletes. Like who would be like a light like beer? You know, like a summer beer, like something that's refreshing. I mean, Lonely Blonde, Fulton's Lonely Blonde is one of my favorite yeah. summer beer, local summer beers. So I like the uh, Urban Growler Cowbell. I think that's, that's okay. a decent beer as well, too. I'm trying to think of what, what players would be sour beers, but I, I don't know. You guys, you guys, especially like there's like people who know local beers way better yeah, than Yeah, I think we should make you this guys, like a Twitter poll. Or yeah, Twitter. you guys put it you up. You guys on, should just uh, hit, do that in hashtag 551pod. Yeah. And I think that would be a really good discussion to have our, our the listeners go ahead and, yeah. and figure that out. Morrisonic podcast says, "Why is Minnesota so awesome? I mean, it's right next to Wisconsin, so it didn't have to be this way. I mean, oofda, Wisconsin, right? Yeah, Wisconsin. 
I'm just going to say, uh, there are so many states worse than Wisconsin. I've lived in Milwaukee. Like, people have, have, have never been to New Jersey, apparently, or like Mississippi, or. Right. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, Wisconsin is bad. Scott Walker is a, a trash heap, but man, Wisconsin has way more cool things than probably 30 states. Goodness. It has it has his uh, bright spots, but not many. Uh, so, but yeah, Minnesota is is so awesome. And why is it so awesome? I don't know. The yeah, Mississippi I have no River. I've been here for thirty years. I'm still trying to figure that yeah. out. Uh, Jacob Schneider says, after his showing during the month of March, has Schuler shown he deserves that starting spot for 2018? Does the midfield possibility of Maximiliano uh, int- Ibsen intrigue too much to give it a try for a few games? Um, uh, look, access to be a sub that I mean, we don't know. He's coming back from an injury. Yeah, you you have to gradually. Yeah, they're not going to somewhat in there unless in they there. see something magical in training. Right, they're not going right. to just throw him mm-hmm. into that. Has Schuler been that good to you? I mean, I think he's been better than last year. Sure, I think <coughs> it's a I low think, bar, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a low bar. Yeah, that is true. I think he's been serviceable. You know, um, okay. holding that ball and and distributing it. You know, I want to say maybe sixty percent of the time that that this passing rate might be around that. Uh, other times, just passing the ball right back to the the opposing team, so that's always uh, concerning. But you know, filling at least filling some space up to be able to do something. So yeah, I mean, he's playing better. Do I do I think he's ever starting spot? I mean, who who would you put in there? I I mean, to me, he's still one of the players that I think you definitely need to improve upon. Uh, I think I would want either if Maximiano's going to be that guy or you they should be actively looking for to fill that spot. Same thing, they should be actively looking to fill Ibsen's spot because uh at some point yeah, you you have on. to you have to have a a, a plan B there. Um yeah, I, I mean uh, but Schuller's been Manny was on a trip, right? When when uh Quintero was in. Yeah, so yeah. I I su- I suspect that he was in Peru. Or or uh, no wait wait where is is Gomez playing in Peru right now or he's in Peru okay, right now yeah. yeah I suspected that that's what that was about I would I, well I hope he brought us some pisco yeah well I should and I hope I he brought a supporter section at yeah. the same time uh so Brent Witt says oh this is the Calvo Calvo to the side so let's let's finish on this uh uh Jeremiah sent a message saying what should we expect and look for in WPSL North this year. And what happens uh, if Iris chooses uh, Minnesota Twin Stars over Fire SC ninety eight? So um, Iris, being my my daughter, uh, look, uh, she's she's not going to. I mean, twi- so the Fire this year uh, for people who don't know, WPSL is going to be playing uh, this year. The Minnesota Twin Stars has been around for a long time as, as women's team. The um, uh, Fire, Fire SC ninety eight yeah. are are going to be playing at Concordia University, mm-hmm. so you know basically three blocks from from here, um, and so I'm excited to go to those games. Uh, I think that like season tickets are like fifty bucks or something. I mean, yeah, it's cheap. It'll be really close by, and um, they have a lot of. A lot of a lot of golfer players on there, so yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it is like mostly it's it's basically like the PDL type league uh, for for the men's stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's gonna pick her local team. Why? Why? Of course, why wouldn't she? Um, I don't know. Do you have any expectations about this? Are you gonna go see games? Or? I I, I want to catch some games um, because I've also know that the. The fire is also like a local club, so the the, the ninety eight is an extension of that. So that's kind of interesting, and I like to always show support, uh, show support to to local local clubs, specifically engaging in soccer and specifically um, <coughs> engaging engaging girls to play. So yeah. I think I might, I might specifically because it's so close. I might, I might I'm gonna have to check out a couple of games, but uh, I mean I'm I'm hoping you know like. You know, having like you know a Copa America that you know for the women's division, um, having get more, more airtime and more, and more uh, publicity. I just you know, I it got me thinking to say, well, why can't we have like a Gold Cup version of that? Yeah. How far are we? How far away are we from that? Probably 
you know, I don't know far, but I think if I mean if think if Liga MX tried and they were successful with that, um, I, I I don't know uh, why the MLS is not trying to jump on that. And, yeah, and Chris Wright uh, did give an interview. I think it was Soccer America last week, and he was talking about his success with the Lynx and really wanting to do that with um, with women's soccer with an NWSL team. Um, you know, we've talked about it many times on this podcast. <coughs> At no point they've got to open their stadium. The earliest I think they have that conversation is twenty twenty. You know, twenty twenty one maybe. Yeah. So um, I am excited. There is we do have a writer who is going to be writing about WPSL for fifty five one. So I'm excited to kind of um, same thing with Matt Pravatsky with Gophers. It was like. Good. Yeah, like, Matt, I don't, Matt, amazing work. Yeah, amazing and I, work. I don't have a time. I, I don't have the ability to like go to a bunch of extra games or particularly, you know, get into it. So I really appreciate other people doing the work and writing this stuff and doing interviews and like, yeah, I, I want to read about it. Um, yeah, Matt, Matt's so. uh, covering of the Gophers is, is just, you know, uh, yeah, it's very, very good. And especially some of the interviews, especially with the coachy and some yeah. of the players that I'm. You know, I was I was very impressed by his work, so I look forward yeah. to hear more of that. And yeah, I mean, 2020, 2021, hopefully there'll be something like that. But I just, you know, I've been I've been trying to watch more and, and see more, and and I'm more I'm more of the hunger of, of seeing that just because mm-hmm. I'm a father and I have two girls who love to play, and yeah, it's always good to be able to see that you know show them that there's outlets for them to be able to do that, you yeah. know, and follow their passion. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to. It. Let's see if the '98, you know, do have a good season and see how they manage it and how they P, their PR is for all that. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'll catch a couple of games. I might see some people out there as well too. So cheering for a team called the Fire though is gonna be tough. So. That's why I say '98. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's cut it. Uh, thank you, listeners. Thanks, Rodrigo. Uh, and. Um, we will talk to you all soon after uh, the big Portland win or something like that. 3-2. That's uh, my prediction. Yeah. But uh, thanks again and take care. Bye.